Hello and welcome to Music and Film Saves the World podcast. And we're here for season three, a new season kicked off. Um, we've been a month into the new year and I'm here with Simon Bridgman. Hello, Simon. Hello, Chris. And we are going to be looking back a little bit on last year uh, in movies, in the movie in the movie world this week. We're going to be talking about Black Pan- Panther, Wakanda Forever, uh, which came out last November, but is just come up on Disney Plus. It's also available on Blu-ray and DVD uh, mid-February. So we're going to have a chat about that. There will be spoilers. Let me uh, say that from the beginning. We're going to have a go through that. Maybe not so in-depth as we have done before, like with Thor and Doctor Strange, etc. But we're going to go through that. We're going to then talk about this phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which started with WandaVision and finished with Black Panther Wakanda Forever, um, including some of the TV shows and stuff, what we think of it so far. And then we're going to look ahead at movies in general. So some of the stuff that we're looking forward to in 2023, where there is much more films being released. We're much more back to a, a pre-COVID release schedule this year. So there's we get to the stage when, actually from almost now, there is a fairly biggish film being released most weeks or most fortnights, uh, which hopefully will boost people to go back to the cinema. Anyway, so Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Let's just kick off with what did you think of it, Simon? Um, overall, it was it was no way as good as the first one, I don't think. No. Honestly. Um, I felt a bit self-indulged. The whole I get the whole thing that he died uh, and that is a major issue. But it feels like it's a film built around the fact that the actor died. And I'm not certain that that will hold up in time I think it I'm not certain I'm not saying it worked for me overall I, I enjoyed it but it's a bit long yeah and it's yeah well for people that may have been complaining that some of the recent MCU stuff was a bit more too comedic I, I think this yeah, it's definitely not that I'm this one that, yeah. I it still has a bit of humour in it it's not I didn't think it dwelled it wasn't there was a danger that it could have this overarching, very sombre quality. And it, it, it does at first, but it does move away from that and probably goes back to it a bit. So the theme is there throughout. The theme is definitely loss within the whole. Um, and obviously they've been dealt a blow that, that's, that they didn't expect um, at all. So um, with Chadwick Boseman passed in a way. But the... Um, I enjoyed it. I agree with you. I don't think it's as good as the first one. I think it is a bit long. It could have done with a bit of a trim. Um, whereas a couple of the ones we've had recently, Doctor Strange, for example, you could have thought, actually, could have done with an extra 10 minutes. This one probably could have done with a 10 minutes, sort, uh, 10 minutes, 15 minutes taken off it yeah, a bit. Yeah, I definitely feel that. There's definitely a, there's a bit in the middle which definitely sort of drags a bit. It's yeah. A bit. Yeah, yeah, we need to get on. But in all in all, I think it's a pretty solid outing, um, um, and obviously it's finishing this particular phase. And I think the way that this film is is probably the only way they could do it, due to the fact how quickly it is after the last one. I think if there'd been a longer gap, you would have pros- could have thought of recasting. You could have thought of another direction to do it. But obviously they wanted a they wanted a Black Panther film to come out. The script had already been started when he died. Um, so obviously they had to rejig that. And 
you know, obviously Shuri's now more or less the lead. She is, spoiler, coming. The new Black Panther. Um, and I, I did enjoy it. Um, I've only watched it once. And normally I have seen these films a couple of times before we do this. So I will need to watch it again. And sometimes on a second viewing, things either can be better. Sometimes not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. sometimes, good, so. yeah, I think if I watch four again, I must be, I enjoyed four and I think maybe I won't enjoy it as much. Yeah. I mean, that's what's been the criticism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe you're right. Maybe when I watch this a second time, I will go, actually, that's better. But I don't know. I'd, maybe they should have recast it to me I know maybe you're right that they wanted to get it out um, maybe they felt it was too wrong he was the Black Panther and everything else but yeah I think I think sort of, I think the I first guess, one was so culturally important with him as the lead I think it was too soon to recast I think they've done the right thing this time but if they wanted to recast they would have had to have no Black Panther film for probably another five or six years and then you're trying to address where he is and all that type of thing. And, I and maybe you're right, but it, it feels I don't know you've sort of totally changed their dynamic of the the people and the leader. You know, she's not the king at the end. Um, so yeah, it's I don't know. It's I'm not certain that it will last as a a great film as it goes through the time. I think, um, and maybe you're right. At the time they needed to do it. But I think when you look back, I'm not certain it will It will be high up on the list, personally. Um, yeah, I, that's just my yeah, yeah. feel. Because yeah. it. it sort of starts with them trying to save him yeah. uh, with the, with the, uh, the, the herb, um, uh, which, is, which is trying to recreate, because obviously that, that was all destroyed in the previous Black Panther. So there's a good tie-in that what was giving him his strength has been destroyed which now can't save him so it was a you know it's there's sort of that through line from the first one um and then obviously we we then moved to a year later and they're still grieving and then you've got vibranium people wanting to have vibranium etc and then you've got the the atlanteans or whatever they're called namor um the submariner who's Submariners. one of the who's one of the oldest comic book characters did you know that no um, he goes all the way back to the 30s, 1930s, along around when Captain America was first created. He's one of okay. the longest, one of the oldest. And um, so, yes, yeah, so he had the Submariner, Namor, introduced with his people. And sort of a... Is it a sort of, they're not wanting to invade, are they? They're just trying to... Well, they're trying to defend their territory, basically. Yes, yes, yes. From invaders from above. Yeah. Um, and they're way like sometimes in these films they have it is their way to win that is basically by killing everyone else yeah which yeah and, and, and it feels an overkill of the system rather than just beating them up which you're able to do easily each time no our system is we're going to basically kill everyone and the reason why they're doing that is because the uh u.s um navy yeah and they've got a vibranium detector which is made by riri williams who is a new character who is basically out uh, is Iron Heart is the name of the superhero. She's going to have her own TV series towards the end of this year. Uh, at the moment, it's, it's supposed to be coming out towards the end of this year, and probably will be a key 
Avenger, I would imagine, going forward, because she's more or less the new Iron Man. Yeah, she is the new Iron Man, um, or Iron Woman, or Iron Heart, however it is. Yeah. Um, whether they do a Young Avengers, which is what they've always sort of implied, yeah. you know, with the next generation, but maybe not old enough to be the main Avengers. Um, that that's come to we'll see what what happens with that. But yes, she's meant she will be in the next phases. And Shuri and Okoye are two sort of two of the main what two of the main characters in this, and they're the ones that sort of go on the mission to find her. They work with. Uh, Everett Ross, um, played by Martin Freeman, he's back, and then she—he's also revealed to be the ex-husband of Allegra, who's been who's been turning up in some various series and the end of Black Widow, recruiting people to what's going to be her. That's not the same woman, is it? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's the head of the CIA. The woman when he was. Yeah, it's when he was married to, but then she become she becomes um, yeah yeah she plays Ju- uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus plays her playing uh, in the, and she's in Falcon Winter Soldier, Black Widow, and she's going to be one of the main characters in the Thunderbolts. Oh, you're right, you're correct. Um, but it's not oh, it's not it's not oh, but, but that's easy to miss if you haven't seen those TV shows. Um, but she's going to be one of the main of the Thunderbolts, which is going to be like our sort of team up movie at the end of phase five. five with Harrison Ford taking over from the late William Hurt as uh, Thunderbolt Ross, General Ross so crazy craziness and there's even talk Liv Tyler might come back, <laughs> there has been rumours, whether that's going to happen or not we'll see so yeah so that's um, yeah so we have we have all that and we have um a magnificent performance, which has actually been um, Oscar nominated. The first time anyone has been Oscar nominated. Angela Bassett as Ramonda, who's obviously uh, Charles' mother, and the Queen Mother. Yeah. Um, and she's amazing. She is brilliant in this. Actually, when, when the film is on, she is the when she's on. Yeah, she's, she's like a, the main. You she know, just, she just draw you in. Yeah, she yeah, definitely yeah, she takes control of the screen when she's on. Um, and a, probably a bit. It must be around the halfway mark, isn't it? When she so she dies. Another spoiler. She dies, but it must be yeah, halfway. The mark. more attack, yeah, yeah. attacks. Uh, well, Wakanda, and then in that she dies. Yeah, she drowns. Um, so it, that's quite a, and I think you do miss her when she's not in it. Yeah, and that's actually a bit of a shock considering you had lost the Black Panther. Yeah, to then take her out as well yeah. helps. Like you've. His wife has also disappeared off. Anyway, she's off raising his child, which yeah. we find out at the end. Yeah. Um, so the future Black Panther. Um, so she's not in it. So a large percentage of the cast from the first one is not really in it. Um, so yeah, because Shuri goes off before this. Shuri goes off and tries to make peace with Namor, doesn't she? Yeah, it is a film about Shuri. I mean, she is Black Panther, so yeah. it should be about her. Um, but... It is a film about her. There's, yeah, a lot of the cast around it from the previous film, as I said, it is is gone in this one. Yeah, she sort um, of teams up with different people. She goes along, doesn't she, Shuri? So sometimes she's with Okoye. Sometimes she's with Nakia, who's the uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character, who's looking after the son, which we don't find out until the after credits thing. 
Sometimes she's with Martin Freeman. Sometimes she's with Namor. So she sort of sort of put her. She comes across all the characters as yeah. you go along, doesn't she? Um, and Riri Williams as well. So, so yeah. So basically, that happens. They get it, uh, invaded more or less, don't they? And attacked by Namor's uh, Atlanteans. Um, they have Ramonda's funeral, um, and she becomes the Black Panther. Um, yes, she develops the uh, ability to actually make the flower again. Right, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, and yes, then she decides to come to Black Panther and they set up a trap to draw him away because his strength is uh, water. Yeah. And so they draw him away to a fight between her and him in the middle of the desert. Well, not in the middle of the desert, but away in the hot sands, yeah, away from away the sea. Away from the sea, yeah. Um, while the rest of them fight the, them on a boat to try to hold him off while she can deal with him. Yeah. Uh, she wins the fight, but as you would expect in this sort of thing, she doesn't kill him. Because he's coming, he's coming back for it. He'll come back for more later on. <laughs> yep. If that's what you're going to do. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, she lets him live, but they arrange a peace. So her people who are about to be killed are then freed. Um, he goes back to the water and takes it that he's now got her as an ally. Yeah. Um, he's not going to be a trusted ally, but anyway. So after all that, they they sort of are friends again. After all that, you know, the problems. Yeah, yeah. And he still plans to attack the land people. Um the Wakandans are not very happy with the rest of the world. The rest yeah. of the world is not very happy with them. Yeah. So, in all, it's ended, but it's not really ended as a great ending, apart so, from the fact that we found that Black Panther, the original one, has a child who's, you know... Yeah, which is a lovely scene at the It's end, a lovely actually. scene, and it really will be scene. the future. Could, in, yeah, yeah. In a, could well be well in the TV series, but will be in, the, in, the reality, in their world, yeah, yeah. the future king. And, uh, and Namor, obviously, then he's up, then you can bring him back because he has, over the years in comics, especially because he's one of the oldest characters, as you would imagine, he's he's come across quite a few of the the classic characters over time, especially the Fantastic Four um, is, is one of the ones he has been um, both as a villain and both as a ally in the past so um, yeah you could easily see how they put him into an adventure film yeah um you know someone some part of attacks there or even or an upcoming fantastic four film well who knows there's just yeah. so much he, def- he could definitely can appear as one of those characters who can be in some way loki is good or bad so he could be a an opponent in some things where he disagrees yeah. but then he could definitely could appear in an adventure film as on the side of the good. And it's um, one of those baddies which you get quite a lot now, and I suppose, because storytelling is probably more sophisticated, they're not just baddie for the sake of being a baddie. They've got, they've got their own worldviews, they've got their own reasonings, you've got that sort of level where you can sympathise with that character. You know, that sort of... Sort of that, not yeah, not more, the black and white sort of... Yeah, they're a lot more complex than they were before. Yeah. Even some of the the first ones, you know, the, you think about the first Iron Man film, which is just about money and greed, yeah. and there's, he's a black and white character. Um, yeah, they are ten times more complex than that nowadays. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's what you've got to do because obviously one of, one of the one of the criticisms of MCU villains has been they're not that interesting. They're there to be the villain, but that's quite a common practice in both comic books as well as um, especially the older comic books, but also in films in general. You know, how yeah. many action films, especially of the eighties and nineties, are villains just being bad for the sake of being bad? You know, that's what they are. So it's um, it's difficult when you've got a film. It's difficult to have, you know, you, when and you've got particular people being the main. It's difficult to have everybody taking the centre stage. And I think that this is what this film tries to do a little bit. And that's probably one of the reasons why it's got quite a lengthy runtime. Um, but I agree, I do find some of the stuff with Shuri going into the Atlantean City, that sort of part of the film just feel... It feels a bit, a bit frivolous. It feels like you, you understand they need to meet and everything else, but it goes on for quite a long time. And that's where you're trying. They're trying to get that sort of more sympathetic side to name or make him more of a character. Make all oh, maybe he's going to be an ally, not a bad, you know, all that type of thing. So I enjoyed the film. I agree with you. I think I do need to have a second watch of it. And as I say, normally when we do these, it's only just come on Disney Plus. I tend to like to have a second watch of it. Um, but I feel that it's going to be got a one or two ways, this film. It's going to improve over time. And you actually come back to it and go, oh, actually, what am I on about? This one's really good. Or it's going to be, it's going to go down. Yeah. I don't think it's ever going to stay in that middle. It, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll and, maybe, and maybe if you watch it as a one-off film and you watch it and think, actually, it works as a film. Yeah. It, it tells a story of, yeah, and there's not too of... many cameos or anything like that in the most of the characters are all connected with the first Black Panther film you know even Martin Freeman's I know he turned up in Civil War but it's people that have been in the previous yeah, Black Panther it is true and you haven't got Thor coming in for the sake of it you haven't got the Guardians of the Galaxy coming in for the sake of it you've got quite is within that the majority is within that Black Panther world yes I agree with that um, so you're right. It might, it might actually watch it later. Go, actually, yeah, it has improved. Or you might feel, well, in in the MCU world, it's a bit frivolous. Yeah. And its only real part is to add a character into the the film. Yeah. Who they'd always sort of linked in Avengers anyway when she said about the problem in the oceans, which yeah. is a very MCU plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. So that was the end of phase uh, four. Um, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which started with WandaVision. And obviously we had a, a, a situation when Black Widow was originally going to be, I think, the first one, if I remember. Well, they both phase came out in the four. same year, so they weren't that much. No. Black Widow was... Well, Black Widow was supposed to be Black the first one. Black Widow was supposed to be, yeah, at least uh, a But year obviously we had, a, we had to have TV shows first because we were still in the COVID situation. Um, so when did when did WandaVision originally come out then? Was it the beginning of... Because the with the COVID years, everything's sort of... Uh, 2021. So it was, so it was, I know it was January 2021. So we've actually got through this phase... In two years, two years, which is obviously the quickest way we've ever got through a phase. In some respect, and, and in that two years, we've had more content in that two-year period than we've ever had. Oh yes, definitely. Um, so we started with One Division. Where would you see overall? Have you managed to 
catch up on everything? No, I haven't caught up on everything. I've caught some. Um, some I've still got to watch, uh, which is the issue. The, the TV series, there are a lot of TV series. Are you watching it? In, as you're going through it, you're watching it in the order it comes out or watching no, it more no, or what random, you more... Just random. See, I, fancy to watch, I fancy watching this one, which I think is going to have to be the way now for a lot of people, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think you watch what you think you most want to watch. I, as I said, I'm not certain I'm going to be bothered about Moon Knight. Maybe I will. Maybe at a certain point I'll, I'll put it on. Um, but, yeah, I'll watch what we want. So we just watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which was you know, average... Yeah, which is all I can really say about yeah, that. Yeah, it's quite uh, <clears throat> one that probably should have been one of the most exciting of the of the shows and the, and the films. It sort of turns out to be a bit. But and I was thinking about this the other day. Thinking about doing this, it's supposed to be the only one which truly deals with any part of the you know changes, especially the Hulk, you know, click. I mean, when you look at it the change of the effect of those two clicks, first of all, at losing half the world yeah. and then getting back half the world, which would be, you know, massive change. I mean, you know, you'd be people, you wouldn't have houses, you wouldn't have jobs. Yeah, turning you, up in people's houses that uh, somebody else occupied. You wouldn't have relationships, your yeah. you know, partner's gone and married someone else. Yeah, yeah. And yet... You know, you look at some of those films, the Spider-Man films, the world just looks like it's normal, yeah. isn't it? It's like when actually this would be, I mean, you think about it like COVID did. Half the world population just jumped back in at one minute. I mean, the supermarkets just the day before are feeding 4 billion people in the world. Now they've got to feed 8 billion people. Yeah. I mean, the, just the whole logic of it. And actually... The MCU has really dodged that whole discussion. I think of, I, I almost think it's too difficult. It's too difficult to but maybe it is, but that was their decision. I mean, they yeah, yeah. they could have done they could have done it two months or three months after the the first split. They could have made the the change, and if they'd done that, the world wouldn't have changed. Every, you know, people's houses would have still been theirs. You know, um, pe people wouldn't have been married off to other people. But they decided to make a five year jump and. They should have thought about the consequences of actually showing, and I don't think any of their shows has actually properly dealt with it. As I said, the Spider-Man films, when you look back at them, it's just like the normal world. There yeah. is no effect. But at least, and one thing you say about Black Panther, at least it talks about loss and things, which, which the other films didn't. No. You know, deal well, with. we had three TV shows in twenty twenty one before any film came out. Um, so, um, One Division uh, started January. 2021 yep and basically as soon as that finished i think we only had a week or so's break and then the falcon and the winter soldier yep was released and then we only had after that probably a month or so's break uh and then we had loki so we did have 2021 quite a, a, th a quick th three and you could argue that was a little bit disney plus wanting to make sure they get new content because it hadn't long been going um starting to and also they were starting to go out into the, diff the other territories. So I think we only got Disney Plus towards the end of 2020, didn't we? If I yes, remember. I think we in, the UK, in the UK, that's where we are. Um, and so WandaVision, I thought, was a, cr a cracking start in the way that it was different. I do think it was that real sort of mystery what's going on. I think that was really effective. 
I think it would have benefited more from the whole series being released at the same time or in two parts because I know they released the first two, I think, in one go. I think. Maybe they've done the first three. Um, but I think it would have benefited because those first two or three episodes were basically a sitcom with a few odd bits happening just to get you intrigued. I think if they'd done it halfway where you'd started getting into the more normal stuff away from the sitcom, I think it would it, it would have made much more sense and possibly people who may have been doubters of that programme keep them on. But I thought WandaVision was excellent apart from the last episode, which I think was disappointing. So here's a question episode. for you. I saw a poll the other day of Phase 4, yeah. TV shows and films, yeah. that put WandaVision as the best part of the series, of the Phase Wow. Um, Where would you put it? And if you wouldn't put that at number one, what would you put number one? Well, including films, did you say? Number yeah, one yeah. for me is Spider-Man. No, is Spider-Man No Way Home. That is the best film of Phase 4 and best of them all of Phase 4, just due to the fact that everything it juggled, everything it did... Um, I think all in all I still prefer the films to many of the series I really enjoyed Shang-Chi I was I actually really enjoy Eternals I really like Eternals I like the way the the aesthetic of it and I actually enjoyed it more the second time than I did the first time so I actually really like Eternals I'm definitely going to have to watch the second time because you didn't get it Doctor Strange um, I loved the first time I watched it and I still enjoyed it I've seen it Three times. First cinema, once on telly. Um, I still enjoy it, but I'm not quite sure it holds up as much as I was hoping. The multiverse of madness isn't really that mad. No. <laughs> um, I, know, I know we it's spoke a bit about of a trick, this before. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah, it doesn't actually really, yeah. Thor, Love and Thunder, I still enjoy it, but it's, it's a bit of a lightweight one, really. It doesn't feel essential like some of them, which is weird for a Thor film with the Guardians of the Galaxy in for the first 10 minutes. Um, I think they've missed a trick with Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy together. I think I would have loved to see that film. That's the film I would have loved to see. Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy in one film together. The yeah. whole film. That's what I would have liked to see. And I know you can't always do that with, due to the amount of actors there are and who's making what, but that's what I would have liked to see. And I agree. And I, there, there's a thought, you know, Consider four is the only real one of the the main characters still left doing films. Anyway. Yeah, four uh, guys done a series. You would have sort of thought that would have been a centre plank to the the universe. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, and they put a bit of the gods and things in, but in the end, as you said, it's a bit frivolous. It's yeah. a bit just like happens, disappears. Black, Black Widow's enjoyable, but it doesn't. It feels completely out of place yeah, in that phase. Place. It's so wrong, it's wrong phase, it's, totally. You know, it's more of a mistake on Marvel's part for not making a Black Widow solo film sooner in some yeah. respects. So, for effect, one of the effects was when she was pregnant for a bit of the period. Which yeah, they, yeah, they don't was. accept people moan, but actually for about two years because of being pregnant, having a young child and having to get herself back to the physical position. Well, that's one of the reasons why she was captured at Age of Ultron because... She was pregnant. Yeah. Um, and so she's, she's not, I mean, she's in for most of the film, but there's a section where she's not around so much because she's been captured, basically. I, I mean, that's how I understand it, anyway. Shang-Chi, I think, is really underrated. I think it's great. You've got proper oh, no, I like Shang-Chi. Martial, I mean, martial that, arts that was in. a fun film. Um, 
so where it's very difficult to rank this because I would put I my favourite TV series, and I know everybody has different ones. I think the TV series is really the TV series have really polarised people, but I think my favourite TV series actually has been Hawkeye. Hawkeye was very good because I find I feel that's and Bond Division does as well, but I feel Hawkeye is the one that feels more like a TV series. I think Ms. Ma- and Miss Marvel. I think Miss Marvel, Marvel does as well. I think some of the early ones, like Falcon the Winter Soldier, Loki a little bit, not quite so much. Moon Knight does a little bit. Feels like a film being stretched out because there's always a couple of middle episodes that you think, well, why are they going on this tangent? And it feels like they still quite haven't got Disney Plus. That is the, the and this is for their Star Wars shows a little bit as well especially Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, and they've seemed to have, um, they seem to have slightly, with Andor, by having more episodes, and Daredevil Born Again, which is going to have 18 episodes, um, it feels like with Andor, they've cracked it a bit more. You've, you've given it more episodes, basically. Um, so I do feel, Miss Marvel had a little bit of that, but I feel Hawkeye felt more like, because it was set in New York, it was set, you know, a little bit more on street level. It felt not quite so big and elaborate as a film does. It felt more like a... And it was not that it was skimping on the look of it or anything. I think it felt more like a TV show. So I think Hawkeye is probably my favourite of TV shows. With probably WandaVision, Loki and Miss Marvel sort of around that second, third, fourth place um, of that. Um Moon Knight, I think, is a great couple of episodes, first couple of episodes. Then I think the ending spoils it again. I don't think it's a great ending. Um, last episode. Um, Miss Marvel is really good. I think the the, the sort of stuff and it sort of goes off on a tangent a bit in Pakistan and then it sort of then has to wrap up everything. I think the last episode is good, but I think the, the tangent doesn't quite work or may have needed i think the last episode it could have done with an extra episode so they've got they went back six and seven was more like the finale episodes back where she, back where her home is then it sort of feels like that we're back in that last episode and everything's sort of trying to rush it is a very rushed, rushed ending you think yeah. your tv show shouldn't have a rushed ending in some respects well, not when you can make decide how many episodes yeah, you yeah exactly so um and i think hulk falcon and the winter soldier she holds a weird one because it is a comedy series. It is a comedy show. I found it with with the episodes not more than half an hour long. I it was funny in places. Um, I don't get. I don't. I understand where people. You know. I don't really understand where people are getting so het up about it and how can they doing this all that. It's doing something different. I don't have a problem with that. Um, it's making comedy out of stuff that is actually, if you step down and think about it, quite ridiculous. Yeah. You know, all this stuff, all the fancy and sci-fi stuff is ridiculous at its core. And why, where the believability comes from is often when things are taken seriously. We've had a lot of that. So this is just a little bit taking fun of it a bit. And actually, they've been able to use it to, you know, deal with some things people go about, like the eternal statue coming out of the water and yeah. no one talking yeah, about Yeah, 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 and all that stuff. Yeah. Nobody talks about things, you know, which you could never do if you, you know, otherwise you'd have people go, well, what's happened to that? You know, you just can't, you know. Um so, 
Yeah, it's a difficult one, but I think uh, Hawkeye and One Division are probably my top two TV shows. I would still probably put majority of the films over the TV shows. I'd rather go to the cinema than see these on the big screen. I think they suit a one film structure better at the moment because I still don't think they've a hundred percent cracked that TV show style. Style. Um, it feels like, especially. It feels like a lot of them were originally films that have been stretched out, and that's why sometimes you get stretched out middle sections. And then obviously you've got the What If cartoon animated series as well as part of that, which I didn't watch straight away. I watched a bit later on because I didn't think it was essential until it had quite a lot of Doctor Strange links, so I, I did watch it eventually, um, which was really good. But it's not necessarily... I don't feel that... The, whereas the films, I will sit there and go... I fancy watching a Marvel film and I feel like I can watch it. I feel like, yeah, I'm going to watch that again. Yeah, I've seen it three or four times. I'm going to watch it again because I really enjoy them. I don't f ever feel the urge, probably Hawkeye accepted, to sit down and go, you know, I'm going to watch that again. I've only watched, I think, I don't think I've watched any of them twice so far. No, and I, I, I agree. I, I don't think there's any one of those series which I'd actually sit down and rewatch. Yeah, and I think the only way at the moment is if I ever do a, a go through of the whole thing yeah, and decide to include the TV shows or my son becomes old enough to watch them or my wife who hasn't seen all of them since some of them so she watched, she did watch Hawkeye, she did watch WandaVision, she did watch uh, She-Hulk but she hasn't seen Miss Marvel it's just the way things, you know if she suddenly goes, I'd like to watch Miss Marvel I'd I go, yeah, fine, I'd be quite happy to watch it again. So, um, so yeah, uh, which I probably will do, because if she sees the Marvels, it probably will be worth her watching Miss Marvel. But uh, um, where is the films? Doctor Strange, I'm quite looking forward to seeing Black Panther again. I want to see it again. I know we were thinking of doing it today, but we weren't, you know, I want to see it again. So, um, and I still do... Even though we've got them on Disney Plus, I'll still do buy the Blu-rays at some stage because I've got them all. You know, I still would buy the Marvel Blu-rays where I wouldn't do that with all film series now. Um, so it's a difficult one. I think it has definitely been a mixed phase. I don't think it's as consistent as, and especially Phase Two and Phase Three were, which were, if you could, very strong movies. Yeah, in that, in I mean, that I was thinking, I was thinking about this and. Eternals is very, as you as, as you more or less have said yourself has polarized people completely. Some people absolutely love it. Some people hate it. There's not many people going about Eternals. Oh, it's all right. Some people are like love it. You know, breath of fresh air, really different. Feels like an arty, independent film with a massive budget. Some people go too many characters. Don't know what they're trying to do with it. Seems inessential. Not interested. You know, too long. Too sort of all over the place. You know, there's quite a lot of polarising yeah. views. Spider-Man has been more or less university, uni university, universally loved throughout. And um, yeah, and I, I do think Spider-Man's probably the best, strongest film in all yeah, of Yeah, I think, I mean, some of this phase has struggled. I mean, some of it, like the Eternals, people are always like, why do these people not turn up when Thanos was about yeah. to destroy half the universe? And do they not think, well, yeah, maybe we should intervene in someone who's And they panicked. sort of try and explain it, don't they? Sort of 
toss it off a bit, but yeah. Yeah, and you could still go the same with Namor. He was around. Why was he like going, oh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't really matter. This, you know, half his people get disappeared as well. So it is a, a problem they've had throughout the phase. Also, it is the only phase not to finish with a big film. There is no Avenger film, which all the other three have yep. finished. So I think... For people outside who aren't fans, they won't even know it's a phase no. difference. And um, it's very difficult to say how it's a phase difference. I mean, that's one thing I sort of thought there would be more in the Black Panther. Something to end the phase. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. sort of way to world-defining thing where something had happened, you know, which meant that, you know, the world was different. But reality, at the end of the film, the world is exactly the same as the start of the film. And he also but, had these two specials as well, The Werewolf by Night, which actually was really entertaining, uh, and The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Which was real fun. I so, I think, technically, that is the last one of the phase, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, If you include it. It should be included, but they say Black Panther is it. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think... That's supposed to be my disappointment of the phase is given what they they produced in especially phase three, um, it feels a bit like we're trying to start again, but you're not at the start. You know, that was fine in phase one to have like starting films and origin stories and move forward and not a main overarching theme but you're not at phase one you're at phase four and it, it felt a bit it's meant to be the first phase of the multi-universe one and it doesn't really do much in that and i think it will start in the next one ant-man is really the clearly the start of it oh yeah because you, you're introduced you're properly making kang the, the main baddie who was introduced in loki at the end of loki but he, he's there's all different variants of him as well so um yeah, you've got the main villain, Kang, and I think a few things will happen in this next phase. Um, you know, an Ant-Man that was Quantumania straight off the bat, you know, we've got in February. So you've got this month, which we're filming, um, recording this in February. So um, we've only got three films this year. Uh, Ant-Man, the Wasp, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 in May, and the Marvels in July. So yeah. after this summer, we haven't got any... Back to back quickly ones, yeah. Yeah. Um, TV series is... Strangely, there hasn't been any announcements of release dates yet. So they've got in the list here, what if as the first one is early 2023 season two. But I'm thinking that that might run parallel with Secret Invasion. I'm, I'm thinking Secret Invasion will come, I think, mid to late April. I think they'll get Mandalorian Star Wars out first. They tend to not, they have done, but they tend to not like to overlap too much. Um, so I'm thinking Secret Invasion will probably be around April time, I'm thinking, um, which would put make it make it sort of lead up into Guardians of Galaxy 3. Or we might start finding out release dates for Secret Invasion and what if after Ant-Man has come out. Um yeah, and then they got like Echo. Is that still meant to be out this year? Well, there's there's doubt talk that could that could be pushed to next year now. Um, so I think this year is literally going to be What If, Secret Invasion, Loki, and Ironheart. Um, you might find 
Echo Agatha Coven of Chaos does turn up very end of the year. Um, but there apparently some production issues with Echo, so they're not a hundred percent sure whether that's going to then push Agatha on. Uh, then we've got Daredevil born again. So definitely, I think we're going to get Secret Invasion. Definitely, What If season two. Definitely, locally, almost definitely, Iron Heart. Um, I mean, Secret Invasion could be a must-have to watch in if you're a fan of the sit thing. Yeah, I think it will affect a large amount of characters, especially some of the characters we haven't seen. Yeah, I think so. so. Yeah, I think and having a Nick Fury type series, it's got good cast. It looks like the, the trailer really promising. So I think that's uh, a good one. And as I say, yeah, we haven't got any any um, films the latter half of this year. And then we don't have another film at the moment till May 2024. So between Marvel's and Captain America New World Order, that's one of the longest gaps we've had without COVID getting involved, you know. Yeah. So, um, and then we're back on it. Thunderbolts, July, Blade at the moment, September, but that's been moved, that's might be moved around uh, a bit because of the director left. So, yeah, interesting, really. It's I, I think all three films are really interesting this year. I'm looking forward to all three of them, actually. Um, to be honest, I think I'm more interested in the three films this year than I am with the ones next year. And I think the Captain America film slightly gone down in my estimations because I didn't, enjoy Falcon of the Winter Soldier but we'll see um, yeah I mean hopefully it should be so centre pinned to the series yeah the, you know, yeah, the yeah it should be yeah um, so yeah so that's what's sort of coming with that the the TV series I mean the one the TV series I'm really looking forward to next and that's next year is the Daredevil one because I love the Daredevil TV series bringing back Charlie Cox as Daredevil it's brilliant I hope they keep it a bit more adult um, I think the suggestion is they will um, I think I think they're at a stage where they can do that now, so um, that's the one I'm looking forward to. Probably Daredevil: Born Again. They're giving it 18 episodes, a proper TV series, and there's then big rumours that when eventually Sony decides to announce the next Spider-Man film, because I've I've, heard, I've read the rumours that the deal with Todd Holland is done. Yeah. Um, for another and trilogy and another two Avengers being... films. Yeah. And there's talk that Daredevil will be in with Spider-Man as well and Kingpin. So I'm hoping that uh, the idea might be that Daredevil gets leads into the Spider-Man a bit as well. So, yeah, all, all interesting. It's going to be an interesting few years. And we go, we go to, we haven't got an Avengers film until 2025 at the moment. Things do get moved around. We've got a Fantastic Four film coming at some point. Um, I don't know where the release date is for that now. That must be 2025, surely. Yeah, 2025, yeah. Um, and we've got two Avengers films coming. Um, and I remember reading the Secret Wars comic back back in the 80s, so the amount of uh, people in that... Uh... Well, I mean, Secret Wars is meant to be massive. I mean, yeah, you're talking yeah. about um, the cast of the old TV series coming into it. The, um... oh, the old X-Men? no. The one they did after the one who died in first Avenger film. The one, uh, the oh, um, oh, Ages of Shield. Yeah. Oh, they're bringing them in, are they? That's what the talk that she quoted. She t- oh yeah, she yeah. did a message out on Twitter of like implying that she's going to be back. Well, the original eighties Secret Wars um, comic is where Spider Man gets his black suit. Yeah. Originally, Venom suit. It'd be interesting to how they do Spider-Man. Yeah. Considering how well it worked with the three of them, 
they are going to be so tempted to have the three of them back again. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I mean, they will. And then you've got um, the X-Men are in the original Secret Wars comic. I mean, obviously they change it, change it up. But the X-Men are in the original Secret Wars comic as well. So it's going to be going to be interesting what how they do it because that's obviously got to be brought in at some point. Um, yeah, so that's... Yeah, I think I think I enjoyed it. I didn't love it as I have done probably, especially Phase 3. But Phase 3, will we ever get that again? It was an exceptional phase, an exceptional finale. If they'd finished with Endgame and never made an MCU film again, you would have been pretty satisfied yeah, with, you with a run. Yeah, that was um, a, that's Probably one issue. of the best runs. Of, I mean, I still think they're in it, but probably the best runs of any film series has ever been in terms of qual- continued quality. When you've got your worst films, possibly Iron Man 2... Thor The Dark World, which are perfectly watchable, enjoyable films to watch, you aren't doing bad. So no. and you've got and you've got about five, six, seven, eight films you anyone could list as number one, you'd go, fair enough. You know, so it's it's a strong and it's just getting and I think the problem is is just and we always knew this was gonna be issues, just too much of it. Too much of people there's there's too much of people being able to catch up things what is essential, what's not essential. Um I think that's the problem a little bit. It's just too much. Of yeah, it. but the, the danger is obviously like, you know, when we went to watch Doctor Strange and I hadn't seen, you know, the series before, but I sort of got away with it. But as we said earlier on, like trying to watch Miss Mar- Marvel, the Marvel's film, after the not seeing Miss Marvel, could be, you're like, who's this character? Because yeah. they're, they're not going to be introducing her. They will be... She's a character. Yeah, yeah. Like straight away, she's gonna be. They're gonna be jumping, swapping where they are. Yeah. yeah. So she's gonna be a character with everything about her, and even some of her friends and family yeah. will be in it, and you'll have no idea what they are. And they'll do a small bit of introduction. Um, I think it's a danger. I do, I do think danger is like you, people just want to go watch the films. They don't want to have to get Disney Plus and have to watch that. And they don't want to commit that. And that's the problem. But the rumour is there is going to be a trailer for the Marvels on the Super Bowl. Um, so it, that's going to be interesting to see. It might just give you a bit of a flavour of what it's going to be like, etc. So we'll see. Um, in terms of other films, I've done a five sort of list of films that I'm looking forward to in this year so far. Can I guess what's number one? No, not yet. <laughs> so, my fifth... Ah, oh, I'll tell you, I've missed one out. So, my fifth was going to be... So, Bubbling Under, I was going to have... Um, bubbling Under, I was going to have The Flash, because I'm interested to see what that's going to be like. Um... Ezra Miller's problems aside, it seems that it could be quite interesting bringing Michael Keaton back. However, they're going to reset it. I know there's been reshoots because they keep changing their mind what they're doing with DC. I know there's been a bit of more of announcements um, by James Gunn, which makes it look at least there's a bit of direction going on. But I don't know how relevant the four films they're releasing this year, releasing more than Marvel this year, DC, with Shazam, The Flash, Blue Beetle and Aquaman. They're releasing more films than Marvel and they're completely resetting it. So <laughs> they're releasing more films and Sharam and uh, Aquaman are basically out of the well, series. Well, so we think, so we think. So that's going to be interesting. But The Flash, is, I think, is, is the most interesting of those of those four. Um, 
June part two is, is bubbling under for me because I think the first June is absolutely brilliant. But I'm going to go with uh, five. I'm going to go with... We'll go, I'm going to have three superhero films in a row. So Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 yep. is my fifth I'm looking forward to this year. Four is actually Ant-Man, which we'll find out in a couple of weeks because I think there's going to be much more in this than we're shown. I know we thought that with Doctor Strange and... That was partly true, partly not, but I think there's going to be much more in this. And it's quite, I like, I really like Paul Rudd as, as an actor, as Ant-Man. I think he's really good. He, st- he always steals the show in Endgame in a lot of places. So, um, and I think it's good that he's getting a big spectacular rather than the, the little the little sort of side film that he got in the first two. Yeah, and that'll be interesting because it'll be interesting how they run his relationship with his daughter yeah, because no, she's, she's the only one who has moved on and yeah. they've all disappeared. So. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that in a couple in, a, in this month. So that, that that's that's my uh, fourth. My third is um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse because, um, was it Across the Spider-Verse? No, it's Across the Spider-Verse. Is it Into the Spider-Verse? The first, the first one. one. It's the first Spider-Verse is an absolute masterpiece. Anime, one of the best animated films has ever been, I think. So, And an absolute brilliant Spider-Man film in its own right. So across the Spider-Verse. And it's a two-parter with the next one coming next year. Beyond the Spider-Verse. So it's, um, I'm really, I think it's an absolute must-see, actually, that. Um, over any of the mar- other proper Marvel films. I think Sony have really got it in there. And I, I don't think we'll have a Spider-Man announcement about the next Tom Holland film until after that comes out. I've just got this feeling. Well, they might use that as their... Yeah, thing. they might do. It depends when Comic-Con is. When is Comic-Con, generally? Summertime. Yeah, so um, so that, I think that's out in June, uh, uh, Spider-Man. So, But two and one are not superhero films. So number two, I've got Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, part one. I think after Tom Cruise's Top Gun Maverick, which was probably one of my favourite films, if not my favourite film of last year. Um, oh, that was very, very good. I think it's all looking good for another fantastic Mission Impossible film. There's a brilliant featurette of him training to do this bicycle jump. And that man is absolutely... He does things in his 60s that I couldn't even do in my 20s <laughs> or even want to do. <laughs> so um, he it's and great cast. It's going to be spectacular because it's a two-parter. All on board for that. Can't wait. Um, number one, what do you reckon it is? Uh, maybe it's Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones <laughs> and the Dial of Destiny. Now, hear me out, people, because I know there's a lot, still people that are sceptical about it. If Bond films, for example, there's a whole series, loads and loads of Bond films. So the poorer Bond films get swallowed, get forgotten a bit. Yep. We know there's some poor ones. We'll watch them. But we know there's lots of good ones. Indiana Jones, there hasn't been enough made so if there was more Indiana Jones films that had been made, which in some respects there should have been, whether it be Harrison Ford or someone else, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull would have been like, yeah, that's not the good one, but there's all these other good ones. So let's forget about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which I still maintain the first hour isn't bad, the second hour that lets it down. But obviously that first three are very strong. I think the trailer looks really good. I think Harrison Ford looks amazing for his age. The de-aging for the early sequence looks really good. Um, James Mangold's a great director. But obviously so is Steven Spielberg. But uh, James Mangold's a great director. You've got to be excited for a bit of Indiana Jones. So that's D- 
definitely my most anticipated film of the year. It's got to be for me because I love Indiana Jones. So after Star, Indiana Jones after Star Wars, somebody once asked me, if you had a choice to go see a James Bond film or Indiana Jones film, what would you choose? But always for me, it would be Indiana Jones. That's for me is the... is the What if it was Indiana Jones or Star Wars? Star film? Wars. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't even a doubt. Oh, Star Wars. But Indiana Jones is a second for that. So... Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny, I'm always optimistic. I like the look of the trailer. See, I really thought it was going to be Flash 10. Fast 10 was going fast to be... Fast 10. <laughs> it going to be, uh... It'd never be Fast 10. You know, you know what? The Fast and Furious films, I'll watch it once and then I'm quite happy never to see it ever again. So see, there's some other films you could have gone and watched. I mean, Transformers, Rise of the Beast. Oh, I tell you what, I'm always up for seeing Transformers. I used to be a big Transformers fan as a kid, so... Barbie. Well, he's got a good cast. Teenage Mutant Ninja director. Turtles. Are these your ones? <laughs> <laughs> these are my selection of films, yes, definitely. So is there any that's... Well, obviously, some of the others... I, I look forward to Guardians. I always like Guardians. Yeah. And I, I quite enjoy the Marvels, both the first film and the series. So I quite look forward to that. Yeah, I don't think Captain Marvel's as bad as some I, people I, make it out I to I don't get some people's criticism. It feels like it's a criticism of her... Because she's not standard in how they expect her to act in terms of. Well, which I don't think she's well, unthink, but she just. Well, partly she's got a memory. She's got no memory. No, but I mean, in real film. life, yeah, as oh, an yeah. actress, I think that there's a feeling. I don't know. It's a feeling. Sometimes it's a bit more about her. Yeah. As an actress, rather than. Yeah. Uh, I don't, and I don't, maybe because she was the, it was the first proper. I guess it was the first proper lead of a female, and I think that might be a bit of sexism on that part yeah, I don't really know what the problem um, is obviously anyway. Indiana Jones um, are there some fun ones that most of you go and see I've seen the trailer for Super Mario Brothers well uh, yeah it does look quite fun even it if look... it is a watch and forget film but yeah. it does look fun um, John Wick that looks also quite good um, and then I mean there's lots of films there's a lot of ones I'm like hmm Maybe. There's much more of a bigger slate this year. There's a bigger there? slate. There's a, there's a more a choice this yeah. year. When last year, you were pretty much like, yeah, you go to watch. Well, this weekend, for example, uh, when we were filming this on the 4th of February, so yesterday you had both in the UK, you had Knock at the Cabin, which is M. Night Shadowman's new film. Always, when he releases a film, fairly high profile. Got David Batista in it. It's had good reviews, so part sort of apocalyptic horror film type of thing. And you've got Puss in Boots, The Last Witch, which done really well in the States, had excellent reviews as well, come out on the same day. So we've had we've got two fairly biggish high profile films and they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna you know, and you've still got Avatar out, you've still got Megan out, you've still got this out, this out. So it's a fairly biggish um and then obviously in a couple of weeks you've got Outman coming out and then we've got uh, Creed 3, Scream 6, which is another one I'm looking forward to because I always really enjoy the Scream films. So you've got a much more of a varied slate of big films coming out and also people releasing stuff on the same day as well. I think um, Christopher Nolan's film, which always is going to be interesting, Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer comes out the same day as Barbie, so you've got a great contrast there. Unless that anything gets moved, but at the moment those release dates are fixed, so that's sometimes you could say it's a bit of counter programming. They do it on purpose. So 
Yeah, yeah, that's it. I find it a bit weird that Opera House, because it's coming out in July, isn't it? It's coming out yeah. right in the summer series. Yeah, yeah. I it's because it's a Christopher Nolan film. It's just yeah, almost it's, like him. It's surely it's a September film. It's Yeah, you just want to take up screens when you've got well, Mission Impossible still out in the cinema. And I know, I know. It's, 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 uh, it's a bit interesting. But uh, it feels like there's much more coming. And hopefully, for the especially for companies like Cineworlds, we need them to keep going, really, you know, because they are in dire straits. There's well, no, there's no doubt about it. Well, so, then I get back to the proper position they're meant to be in the summer of trying to find which screens to have for what films yeah, and yeah. trying to put it on, rather than go, uh, we've got six screens available for yeah. Top Gun Maverick, and then we've got like a ten-year-old or twenty-year-old film on another screen, which which is what they had this year. And Top Gun Maverick and a little bit Avatar: The Way of Water. So Avatar: The Way of Water has done really well. I mean, whether you like the film or not, I don't mind it. I don't love Avatar. I never have. I like the film. I enjoy it. Uh, it's the same with the second one. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, but it's definitely done brilliant business. And it's definitely, I think, made it put a bit more interest in the cinema. And we've had other films that have come out that have done probably better than they would have done if they were released this time last year. So I think we're in a better position i'm hoping that that's what and i also think in films like avatar and tom come top gun maverick where you don't have someone going this is when we you see it on streaming i think that gets people going to the cinema well we can say at least disney with black panther i mean it's a long time ago that we it came out yeah in in modern times obviously in old times this this is super quick yeah you know, when it would have wouldn't even have been on dvd by yeah. now took um, eight years for uh E.T. to come out to buy and, and video or something like that. <laughs> but, but given four or five months, it will be that you need to go and see it in the cinema when some of the films, it's nearly felt like two months, they're nearly advertising it not long after it's out. Yeah. They're not giving it any chance to have you know long legs and keep on going because they're pretty much advertising, you, you know, people would see on a thing, on an advanced list of when it's coming out. Yeah. And if it's four or five months, people are like, oh, I want to see it. If it's two months, people might well be, let's go and wait. So hopefully even Disney are taking this into effect that they actually need to look after the cinema because the reality is they're the biggest users of the cinema. I yeah. mean, in the last, especially since COVID, they are the biggest, by far, the films which people have gone to see. Yeah. So it feels weird that they're the ones who most damaged it in the last few years. I think also that... Um with films looking like they're going to be released in China again, I think that is also encouraging. The reason why Jurassic World Dominion, Avatar, and Minions: The Rise of Gru, Minions: The Rise of Gru made about nine hundred over nine hundred million at the box office, and the reason why that is is because it was released in China. Jurassic World Dominion, however you feel of the film, made just over a billion dollars because it was released in China. This is during a period in China where a lot of them have been locked down and closed down. Avatar, they've opened up. Avatar is hit over two billion because it's been released in China. Their box office over Chinese New Year, which they generally only release films, that country has been immense. If you look at 2023 in film, all the top 10 films at the moment, apart from one, is Chinese films because they've opened up the box opened up and people are going back to the cinema they're releasing black panther on the 7th of february so at the moment black panther's made about 830 million depending obviously it's it's, it's a big it should have come out in november so you probably not so many people would go to see it because there's been they would have somehow got access to seeing it 
But you probably think it could scrape a billion now because it's going to be released in China. And obviously Ant-Man's coming out the same day. So that's another. So if we start getting more and more released in China over this year as well, that benefits every, everything because you're benefiting people thinking movie studios go, right, we better keep that film out because I don't think Disney Plus is available in China. No, it's not. So Disney Plus and Disney are going to want to make sure that they like to keep all the release times the same, don't they? So if, it, if, it, if it's doing well in China, they'll probably delay some of the Disney Plus releases and all that type of thing, just so they can release it all in one go and keep it in the cinema. So it's encouraging. Um, whether that keeps up, we'll see. Um, with the world opening up, but you know, it's it's difficult. But I think it's showing by the beginning end of beginning of this year that people are will go to the cinema. So we'll see. Um, whether that's going to be able to save City World, that might have, that we'll see, we'll see. But um, yeah, but on a positive note, people are going back to cinema. It looks like we've got a full slate of films. I think it's going to be something for everybody this year. Yeah. So, uh, and let's just uh, yeah, and we'll probably be back again at some point uh, talking about Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania when it comes out on Disney Plus. Uh, Probably around May, I would say. April, May, I would say. So, uh, yeah. So, Simon's obviously going to be popping up every now and then over this over the year in season three. We're going to be doing, he's going to be doing a first watch of Batman v Superman. Dawn of Justice, that controversial superhero film for 2016. So, like Avatar that we did just before Christmas, he'd never seen, he has never seen Batman v Superman. So, we're going to do that. And then we're eventually might also do the Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's the four-hour one. So we've got to fit in the time in our diaries to sit there, then record the podcast. I think that's a, almost a whole day, that is. So, um, yeah, and I think Simon will also be popping up and doing a few other things in the future as well. So yeah. thanks once again, Simon. No problem. That's us talking about Black Panther, the MCU, this year in film. And, uh, yeah, we're back on it. So we'll be back very soon. And thank you for listening to Music and Film Saves the World podcast. See you next time. Bye-bye.